0: Hello and welcome to Case Reopen, the number one detective kind of rewatch podcast. I'm your host Tyler Trees. Joining me, as always, is Colleen, the uh, hello, the Ricky Martin to my cool guy. <laughs> okay,
1: I thought Ricky Martin was the cool guy.
0: He is cool. I don't know. We were talking about Ricky Martin before we started recording. It doesn't make any sense, but uh, <laughs> yes, we're here.
1: We were just checking where he lives, his many houses around the world.
0: But currently, mostly in L.A., so the more you know. So we're here to talk about Detective Conan in episode 183, A Dangerous Recipe. This originally aired March 6, 2000. in the Conan tent, Colleen, which I'm sure you're paying attention to the whole time, dustpan. Um,
1: yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, the kids were wondering what that was all about, so... It uh, did make me curious as well.
0: At least it's not like the horse.
1: Oh, yeah, the white horse.
0: Still confused over that In
1: Magic Kaido. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, kind of introduces this episode. He says, the object of today is a shopping receipt. It's easy to overlook what a tiny paper shows. So, Colleen, do you ever go through uh, (laughs) receipts of other people like a total creep? (laughs)
1: um i don't think i've ever done that it's it's quite a funny sounding game um so yeah it it's definitely not something i've done i don't think
0: i did recently i didn't really do this but i was throwing away an atm receipt and as i was throwing mine away i saw another one in the trash so i just i didn't pick it up but i looked at the number and i was like damn that person's broke and then i threw mine away
1: oh <laughs> uh it does give you some insight into people's lives that's for sure
0: say yeah but detective boys have a method to their madness although i've never just found a bunch of receipts at a cooking uh, at like a, a grocery store and been like what are they making for dinner
1: like is it just me or was that like i've never seen that either where you have like a tray and people just leave their receipts and anybody can go and pick them up.
0: Well, see, that's the the Japanese way. They they've uh they've furthered themselves. That's so they get recycled, I'm sure. You know, if you don't want it, you neatly put it there and then they'll, you know, trash it at the end of the day, making sure it goes into the recycling bin. So like I th- I think, you know, that's a dignified way to go about it. We just like crumple it or don't even bother with it cuz we're dicks in a, I guess I was going to say America, but you're in Canada, so Screw old Canada too, I guess.
1: Uh, I mean, unless uh, other stores do it that I haven't been to, but like, why don't you just put out the recycling bin itself somewhere? I don't know. I'm going way too much into this.
0: So the episode begins with the detective boys minus Hibera. She wasn't here this time. I'm sure you were happy.
1: Oh, I was elated. (laughs) The preview was right. Hibera was just like, I'm gonna sit out for this one. She was bored with the first one where they were going through people's names and the apartment mansion. She's like, I'm out, guys.
0: Yeah, this is like quite the duo of episodes. It's just the detective boys like really going hardcore over like small details. Very similar episodes. I agree. So they're playing a Yaba video game in a department store. They then get some ice cream on the first floor. This is a... I don't know. I've never been to like a multi-floor department store like this. I'm always reminded of like the Pokemon games would always have these huge <laughs> yeah. department stores where it's like 17 floors and each one's different. its I don't know. Have you ever been to a store like this where it's like each floor is a different thing?
1: Um... Mm, sort of, I guess. I mean, there's there are ones where, you know, every floor has different, like, clothing stores, I guess. And then I've been to ones where it's a building and, like, on the first floor you'll have, like, a furniture store. And on the next floor you'll have, like, a printer. So, like, I guess I've been to some, but um, certainly not anything like we've seen in Pokemon.
0: Yeah, this kind of seems like a very Japanese type store. Uh, so they get the ice cream on the first floor, and they decide to have a convenience deduction game, and who else would suggest it other than Mitsuhiko? You're probably like, (laughs) i like to see what they're buying before they go into the women's bathroom. Oh, no.
1: (laughs) Um, yeah, Mitsuhiko's just, like,
0: coming up with these games. If you look here, she bought a pair of panties. Oh, frilly. Mitsuhiko. (laughs)
1: That was an excited sound from Mitsuhiko there.
0: Why else would he be looking at these receipts other than the, just be a weirdo?
1: I mean, he's he's uh, owning it, I guess. He's the weird one of the detective voice. And that's saying something, because Genta's part of the group.
0: He says that they'll look at the receipts everybody threw away, and they'll figure out what they're having for dinner. They go through a few meals that include a Japanese dish called karaki- and chicken rice the final stack is from multiple stores that include the following potatoes onions beef flour white sugar a petite knife cutting board grater handy gloves food case and a dustpan what do you think Colleen? what were they making with all this shit
1: (laughs) definitely nothing to eat i hope I Like, I was hoping that it was just going to be something so innocent and it was going to be, like, a gag at the end. Like, oh, haha, we worried for nothing. But, yeah, that's not what it turned out to be.
0: I, I think this is also a cultural thing where, like, I never go grab a bunch of groceries and, like, oh, this is just the ingredients for tonight. Like, that seems like a, a cultural difference. Like, if I go, like, grabbing ingredients, I'm going to get stuff for, like, a whole week. Like, I don't feel like you could do this yeah. in the... America really how, how do you shop?
1: uh yeah, we shop for the week or even like two weeks sometimes if uh we're feeling brave enough to spend that much but yeah um definitely think it's a cultural thing, maybe more so in Europe and uh, Asia as well. I'm thinking like it has to do with size of products and like even the size of refrigerators things like that or size of like just storage in general and um, maybe people, like, also people might have, like, uh, it's closer to get to stores than it is maybe in Canada or the States just because of distances and things like that. Maybe it's different, uh, for you guys because, uh, you have, like, just more stores in general. I feel like to get to a grocery store, I have to, like, drive 20 minutes or something. But, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, it's not something that I do, like, just buy for one meal, because then you're just like, okay, well, what am I going to do tomorrow night?
0: Yeah, exactly. I couldn't imagine going to the store each and every single day. That just seems too much.
1: I, I, had, I laughed. Um, I don't know if uh, you're going to go through all of them, but I laughed for the one where Ayumi read out. Um, Was it Ayumi reading out the ingredients? And the the, the thing was like tofu ketchup green peas tomatoes and lettuce and celery or something and genta's like oh that's chicken rice (laughs) and neither of which were on the list like chicken nor rice were on the list i had a good laugh at that one
0: see i wasn't paying attention i thought he correctly guessed chicken rice (laughs) (laughs) because i I just lost over that one
1: no but he did that that was the funniest part like all the kids were like yeah you're right but the, the list did not correspond to chicken rice at all.
0: So after seeing that list of ingredients, Mitsuhiko guesses that they just moved here and are starting cooking today. Kena is impressed by their deductions, and then they look at the other uh, receipts that include a common yaiba ball, rechargeable batteries, a handle light for a bike, and chlorine. And Ken gets deathly serious. He says, chlorine, let me see that receipt! <laughs> And he rips it out of it's <laughs> that, that
1: piqued his interest.
0: The kids are like, "What's chlorine?" And he's like, "Well, it's usually used to sterilize skin, but there's also another use for it <laughs> due to it being highly toxic. It's usually used to get rid of moles by making mole dumplings. <laughs> have you ever heard of mole dumplings? How many moles I do have you seen? Not... In...
1: <laughs> I've seen a mole or two, but I've never seen a mole dumpling.
0: More Dumplings. See, I'm not even... I don't even know if this is a real thing.
1: They look like donut balls, or what we would call Timbits, up north. Yeah, like, a, at least. More Dumplings,
0: chlorine, uh, all the hits are going up to the Detective Canon wiki for... Uh, <laughs> hmm.
1: This is just made up for the show.
0: I mean, I'm sure there's a... There must be an equivalent name here, but I don't know. Interesting. Let me just search moles and chlorine. Oh, is moles a... uh, I guess mole is a measurement as well, because it's all, like, chemistry stuff. One (laughs) mole of chlorine. Well, that's not helping. I didn't even know that was a measurement. The mole measurement is defined as exactly 6.02214076 times 10 to the 23rd power particles, which may be atoms, molecules, ions, or (laughs) electrons. So, there we go.
1: Science, guys.
0: Easy to remember.
1: (laughs) And we thought pi was hard.
0: One mole was around 600 sextillion molecules. Scientists use this number because one gram of hydrogen is about around one mole of atoms. The more you know.
1: (laughs) I'm probably not going to retain that information for very long.
0: What kind of nerd do you have to be to be using mole measurements? You have to be a real Mitsuhika-type geek.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you scientists out there.
0: And all the kids are like, oh, he's just killing moles. And then Kenan's like... Come on, guys, there's no moles in this city.
1: Except for that mole man guy from that one episode.
0: (laughs) That's true. There was that. Have we done that one yet? I can't remember.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. They decide to ask the store employee about it, and they find the pharmacy store's uh, cashier. She says the man was 20 years old. At first, I thought he wanted chopped potatoes. I told him they'll be in tomorrow, but he wanted it tonight. He was fidgeting a lot and wasn't calm at all. Uh, the detective boys then, like, knock Conan down as they're very eager to ask more questions. And they then learn that the man is 170 centimeters tall. He's a brunette with glasses and he's skinny with a dark jacket. Sounds like your dream man, Colleen.
1: <laughs> Does it?
0: Well, doesn't that sound you... like Jimmy Kudo?
1: Jimmy doesn't wear glasses.
0: Oh, I guess that's only kind of... hmm. You're lucky here. Plus, I don't know how Jim, how tall Jimmy is. 170 centimeters. Is he? Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you why, knew why, that, why, like, right away. <laughs> making shit up, Colleen. Come on. Jimmy Kudo... Cuda... No, wait. Not Jim. Jimmy. Jimmy Kudo's Jimmy height.
1: Height. Uh, 174
0: centimeters.
1: Oh, see he's tall oh wow
0: that guy's <laughs> short because Jimmy Cuota is only five foot uh eight and a half inches so this guy no wonder he's killing dogs he's a little manlet killing dogs because he's five foot seven
1: yeah there's a direct correlation there
0: no okay here's my advice if you're five foot seven and you're thinking about killing a dog so there's this operation where they break your legs <laughs> and then oh it'll make you slightly taller. It's a long, healing process, but it's well worth it if you have the money. I don't have the money, or I would do it, and I'd be living a much better life where I wouldn't be doing a Detective Conan podcast.
1: But alas.
0: You you would be living
1: la vida loca.
0: See? Exactly. Inside, inside out. Ayumi asked what would happen if a person ate a mole dumpling. Is she getting hungry, do you think, Colleen? Would you eat a mole dumpling?
1: Not if it had chlorine in it.
0: Well, I don't Conan, know what,
1: is it made of all the other ingredients like potato and whatever he was buying?
0: Yeah, what about a non chlorine mold dumpling? would you I guess it'd just be a dumpling at that point <laughs> uh
1: yeah if if it had nothing that could kill me in it, then yeah, I would eat it.
0: Well, this wouldn't kill you, Colleen. So he kind of explains that a person wouldn't die from eating it. Their body will just go numb and you won't be able to move. Who doesn't like a oh, little
1: okay. temporary <laughs> <No> problem, <then. laughs>
0: paralyzation? Yeah, you know? why not?
1: I mean, some people might be into that.
0: Uh, Mitsuhiko says the person is going to feed the dumpling to somebody and then kidnap them. The kids continue their search and they find where he bought the cooking instruments. Counter notes that the gloves are super thin and will prevent fingerprints. They're also unsure what the dustpan has to do with the dumplings. Hmm, that's the hand calling dustpan.
1: Hmm, the elusive dustpan. I don't know at which point this happens, but there's a scene where um, the kids get off the bus. I think they're probably like on their way to one of the stores that they're, you know, at, questioning all these people at, and. <laughs> Conan gets off the bus like hunky-dory no problems and then when the other three try and get off Genta falls on top of Mitsuhiko and I believe Ayumi as well and it was just such a funny little detail like there's there's like I love the show sometimes for all those like little tiny details that you know you don't have any dialogue or anything explaining it it's just it just happens and it's great.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of little goofs with the uh, detective boys in this episode, which uh, keeps it funny and lighthearted. The cashier then says that a man bought those items earlier, but he has no clue about them. They didn't find the common Yaba ball, which glows in the dark, and they ask the shopkeeper about a handle light. They describe the man that bought it, and he says he doesn't know anything about him. Karen then buys the light that they're selling, and they exit the department store, and Genta's like, Conan, you're gonna need some batteries for that light.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no Doug, enter.
0: Conan says the light is a clue that they're gonna use to find the man, and that they already have a lead on the six receipt that they didn't read yet. It's from a convenience store and includes a plastic umbrella that was bought at 2.50pm. Conan says it was raining heavily at that time, and the store is 200 meters away from a Baker station bus. Or a Baker bus station, more naturally. Uh, <laughs> Kevin believes he walked to the Baker station from his place, then bought the umbrella on the way. See, sometimes I just use the odd, like, uh whatever the translation says, and then I, I read it back and I'm like, oh yeah, these translations are kind of terrible, and it makes no sense to say the station bus.
1: Hey, yeah, the words, in any order, it'll work in English for some reason.
0: The Bus Baker Station. (laughs) Exactly. So, from this information, Conan concludes that the man lives close to the store at the opposite side of the bus stop. He also likely lives alone in an apartment, since he didn't have any cooking utensils for this. They then decide to check the convenience store, since he's likely a regular there. They rush there, and that's when we see a man, a shot of the man, just preparing this meal with an evil granny's chopping the onions up. And he's like, <laughs> What you, do you think about this, dork?
1: Um, Obviously, he was up to no good. I just didn't know what it was at all. I couldn't remember this episode. I remember the previous one, so it was kind of funny that, you know, they were so similar, and yet I couldn't remember this one, but I could remember the previous one. Um, I had no idea what, like evil doings he was up to, uh, basically up to the point. Like, even when he was there at the crime scene, I still wasn't sure what he was up to. It was only, like, after the end credits when Conan started explaining that, oh, that's what he was doing.
0: You know, that's a good point, because I did not remember any of this at all. Like, uh, But I remember, like, the main beats of the last one. It's, it's odd which ones, like, stick in your memory, and, I mean... Maybe it's just because, like, kind of messed up originally. And I don't know. You wouldn't think, like, one of one or the other are, like, that much more memorable than the other. Just, like, looking at them once, uh, you know, like, compared to each other. But, yeah, like, I remembered all the details from that one and nothing from this. I did not remember this was an episode.
1: Exactly. So, at this point, did you know what he was up to?
0: No, I didn't know what he was going to kill or <laughs> what he was doing. Okay. But it, because I wasn't thinking enough about the dustpan, that's the clue we needed to really figure it out.
1: Oh, yeah. It was such an important part to his crime. I like we, we can get to it. Like, I'll mention it when we get there. But I thought he was up to like, I thought he was going to do something else with the dog and whatnot. But I, I'll mention it when we get there.
0: So the cashier says the description of the man matches a lot of people. But a woman there remembers him buying the umbrella. She has no clue about his name or address, but says he lives pretty close by, as he often wears sandals into the store. Because, you know, you never wear sandals out and about. That'd be ridiculous.
1: No, long distances? No, no sandals.
0: Kennan <laughs> says they'll split up to find him and we'll look for his bike. Kennan says the man didn't use his bike because he had no basket to carry what he bought. On his bike there should be unmistakably the handle light he just got. And so they're looking for a bike at the an apartment that has a handle light but no basket. Kenan gives the handle light to Genta because he's like, "You're too stupid to look for it in the other way <laughs> and then he gives Ayumi <laughs> and Mitsuhiko photos of it from the box, and Kenan's oh just like, "I'm not gonna help look for this
1: if he got if he gave Genta just like a picture of it, Genta'd probably think it was 2d <laughs> something yeah. like flat that he's looking for.
0: I can't find this picture anywhere. <laughs> they split up and Kenan runs to the bus station. Kenan says they have to be prepared and wonders what the ball and dustpan are for. We get a montage of the kids looking for bikes and Genta eventually finds it. They regroup as it gets dark out and we learn that Kenan retrieved a skateboard from the Mori detective agency.
1: <laughs> now, You're right. He didn't even bother looking for the handle light.
0: Now, I thought this thing ran on like daylight power yeah did they already add the thing where it like stores energy or
1: oh um presumably since they didn't explain it in this episode uh was that that had to be in the series it wasn't in a movie
0: let's take a look at the gadgets page of the detective Conan (laughs) wiki our favorite thing now let's see when we get the uh, the skateboard's engine receives an upgrade in the last wizard of the century have we done oh, that yet
1: so that's, that's, a the, mo- third that's movie. the third movie
0: okay so we see that's
1: what okay but it's like a one, non-canon right? upgrade If I don't know I don't know where you stand on movies being canon versus not I feel like they're semi-canon maybe
0: I mean, they're canon to the anime. Why wouldn't they be?
1: Well, because isn't there like a lot of... Like, any of the romantic bits, I feel like you can't really count them as canon because they're, they're, they don't go anywhere in the anime.
0: Well, I don't know. I feel like they're canon as far as the anime yeah. goes. I mean, they, there's nothing that contradicts anything.
1: No, I. it's just almost like they don't even bother mentioning that uh that conan and ron have kissed before
0: wait when did they kiss
1: didn't they kiss in which one was it the second movie it was whenever she was um was she the one drowning or was conan drowning okay mouth
0: mouth is not a kiss come on you (laughs) perv nobody counts that as a kiss what's wrong with you
1: ask the internet i'm pretty sure there's gonna be a lot of girls that are like oh. Oh, yeah, that, he kissed her. <laughs>
0: they did not kiss, you pervy woman. You're being ridiculous here.
1: See, I don't think it counts as a kiss either in real okay, life. Okay, so
0: what but... happened was that they, like, breathed the air into each other. Because I remember that now. They were underwater. Remember, and yeah. they breathed their... That's not a kiss.
1: No, it's not. But... I also feel it that doesn't even look one like of it, them okay. would be embarrassed about it.
0: They're doing they're saving a life here, Colleen.
1: I understand that. That's and not it was a, a very noble It doesn't even move. look
0: romantic. One of them's passed out from lack of oxygen. Come on. Ridiculous. I'm saying that's a kiss. There's no kiss there.
1: Anyways, back to my point. I don't know if they're canon no, no, no. or not. The
0: point, the point is that you're a pervert and they're definitely canon. Are they? Glad I we, don't glad know. We could, glad we could settle that. Well, what if your debate is they don't address that they kissed when they didn't actually kiss? And like, come That's on. not... <laughs> that's your that's point.
1: That's the only example I can think of. Like, I've never seen someone say they're definitely canon. <laughs>
0: To the anime they are, though.
1: For sure. Okay. Because well, they'll start,
0: later on in the series, they'll start doing, like, one anime episode that ties into, like, each movie. To where... It starts later on. But, like, once we get the episode 600, just, just you wait. they <laughs> will be like, oh, here's the, an episode about the soccer team that appears in the soccer uh, movie. Or it's like oh, this baker appeared in the this movie. Here's an episode about the baker. Like, they, they tie direct stuff into the movies from the anime. Okay. So, as far as the anime is concerned.
1: Well, that 100% sounds a lot canon. better than...
0: Now, if you want to make a debate about, you know, the manga and the, the movies, well, that that's a more fair argument where you can go, yeah, they're not technically canon. Although they have been lately... Uh, kind of like introducing like some plot details in the movies that wind up being canon so like there's a bit of an argument but uh i mean either way there's nothing like super canon breaking i guess the the biggest thing is like i think conan reveals his identity to kato kid in one of the movies which like isn't addressed elsewhere like i think that's the only big like who like <laughs> large type of plot hole if you want to do, like, something like that, but, uh, I don't know, I don't see that, even, even that as a plot hole much, so, no problem, no objections from me.
1: That, yeah, I mean, I ugh, I a part of me thinks that Kaido Kid knows who he is, there's no, like, strong evidence, uh, to prove that, it's just, you know, Kaido's just good at, like good at it he just knows things so i don't know there, there's there's always like this kind of uh you get this feeling that he knows a little bit more than uh than maybe the rest of the cast
0: so anyhow <laughs> uh where we were he retrieved his uh, skateboard and he says we'll have to stay on the lookout as the man will be coming outside soon and just on cue the man walks outside and he gets on his bike he starts riding it, and the kids get on the skateboard, and Conan uh, like, tries to trail off, but then all the kids hop on it, and he falls on his face. <laughs> they then follow from a distance, and Conan yells at the kids for slowing him down. Did they really think they were just going to stay put while he chased this guy down? Like, you know how this works.
1: <laughs> Conan never learns. And it's usually, um, I mean, it usually ends up like this, right? He's just like, oh, fine, come on.
0: Yeah, so they find the parked bike, and they decide he went into one of the nearby homes. Kenta says there's a house nearby with a big yard and a huge dog that barks a lot. Kinda then thinks about the Yaba Ball and the dustpan, and then he figures it out, Colleen, because the only way you would be able to get a poisonous treat into a dog's enclosed area is with a dustpan. You know, you can't <laughs> just toss it over a gate or... You know, roll it underneath. You have to have a dustpan.
1: Yep, yeah, it's so crucial. I mean, I don't know. I I would think that the dog would be less likely to eat it out of a dustpan if I know, like just to- just toss it onto the lawn.
0: Yeah, just be like, "Here, boy," and toss it. He'll eat it. Come on, man. So we see the dog growling at the man, who then puts the dumplings on a dustpan. And he throws the glowing ball to distract the dog. The man then starts to put the dumplings under the fence, but Conan kind of tells him to stop. He says, that's a chargeable crime. <laughs> the man's like, huh? And that's when <laughs> Who
1: are you guys?
0: The dog then returns and he starts to bark. And the man runs off. And Mitsuhika goes, mister, we know your name is Murakami. And I know where you live. So the guy stops, and uh, the dog just keeps barking nonstop. And the neighbors all come out to see what's going on. The man's trapped, and Conan asks, "What's he? What is he, And Conan asks, "What the man is going to do now?" He then takes out a baton. And Conan tells him to to take off his shoe as Conan starts charging up his shoes. <laughs> I like how this is what all, the only thing he can think of kicking is. Genta's shoe.
1: There's, I, I don't blame him. There, I don't think there was anything else around.
0: There were some dumplings. Come on, There's a a dustpan. Now, uh, <laughs> so Genta takes his shoe off and Kenan kicks it into the man's gut. He then falls to the ground. The dog continues to bark, and Kenan says the police were called afterward, and the man was arrested. So during this whole time, Colin, you didn't realize that he was uh, trying to poison this dog.
1: No, <laughs> I, I don't know why i didn't think about like the the stuff that they were uh, that they had already explained about the chlorine and poisoning moles i just for some reason all of that was erased from my mind i thought he was like trying to put the dog to sleep so that he could break into the house and
0: that would, like, that part of me was like and
1: i was like okay well first of all i was like okay this dog is barking but none of Like, its owners aren't coming out, so I'm thinking, okay, well, they're not home, obviously, or they would stop the dog from barking. So then I thought, okay, he's trying to break into the house, hence why Conan says, oh, that's a chargeable crime. And then, like, the ending, after the ending song, like, they explain what he was actually trying to do, and I was shocked, (laughs) because I had no idea that that was what it was.
0: Yeah, you know, you you actually make more sense. It would make much more sense for him to just, like, want to, you know, uh, rob this house, but now... He got angry because he liked to walk that way, and the dog would bark at him. So I have I to kill it. What like a cartoonish, stupid villain?
1: <laughs> Wily coyote.
0: Yeah. So Ayumi's uh, surprised that the mole dumplings were gonna go to a dog, and kind of gives that information about the uh, why the guy wanted to kill the dog. He had found out that the family went on an overnight trip, so he's gonna take that opportunity to paralyze it with dumplings. And then kill it with his baton. What a dick. Ayumi's glad that they played Mitsuhiko's game as it saved a doggy's life. So, it's a, a happy ending here, Colin.
1: Yeah, it... Like, happy ending in that like when they started playing that game with the receipts, I was like, well, that's kind of strange. I mean, if it's entertaining to them, sure, but uh, that it ended up... Like, I guess you never know if it's gonna end up um, like being a serious kind of case for the detective boys or not because a lot of it is like puzzle solving and they're sort of like investigating throughout the episode and they did it this um, sort of in the previous one too. They're just investigating and you don't know what the punchline is going to be. At least in, I guess in the previous one, we know that we get like um, little like flashbacks or not flashbacks, but like cut scenes of uh, the, the woman who was kidnapped or whatnot or held hostage. And then this one, like you have no idea that the dog is even a thing in this story until the very end so yeah I was like just you know along for the ride kind of uh impressed that they found out so much about this guy in this case from just reading one receipt or a few receipts but yeah the 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 ending I was not happy about at all like that was such a cruel
0: thing that he was gonna do Genta then picks up a few more receipts, and they say, "Oh, let's play this again." He then reads off the list: it's sashimi, mayonnaise, and cup ramen, and the kids are all grossed out by the combination. And that's how the episode ends. what Would you eat that, Colleen?
1: Um, probably.
0: <laughs> Ew! Nasty. I'd Colleen. try it at least.
1: That's me. <laughs> i guess
0: so the next conan's hint is necklace and sadly uh the episode i watched did not have the fantastic uh zingers at the end which are really worthwhile and worth noting but we didn't get the like little tease at the end of my version so sadly i don't have that information uh so colleen would you think overall of episode 183 a dangerous recipe
1: yeah, so I went over, um, I guess, my main thoughts already, so I won't repeat myself. Uh, just I thought it was very similar to the previous one, and out of the two, I think I preferred maybe the first one, like the the one that we covered last week. The this one again, I kind I liked um, sort of uh, how it it started from a very small thing and grew into something bigger and an actual investigation in a case and in this one Conan was a little bit more invested from the beginning um than in the previous one. But yeah, I I don't know, it was a little bit more like you had to be along and like just kind of watch it unfold and you at least I couldn't <laughs> guess what was gonna happen at the end and yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of the, uh, the crime. Because sometimes you're like, okay, well, I under, I guess I can um understand why this culprit wanted to do what they wanted to do or what, why they, you know, wanted to kill this person. Because sometimes the victims end up being really bad people or whatnot. So you kind of understand it, even though it is awful. It's a murder, or it's a crime or whatnot. This one is just like, I, the motive was not, I, I could not, uh, give him any sort of credit for the motive like i i was 100 percent against what he was trying to do just pick a different way to walk man or just like move or something or ignore the dog like the the motive was not justifiable at all
0: so i thought the episode was pretty fun uh but it's definitely not a memorable episode it's definitely not like on the higher list of the Like, my favorite Detective Boys episodes. Like, even just so far, if we did a list of the top 20 Detective Boys episodes, this would not make the list. (laughs) So, like, it's not like a... It's a very miss, skippable episode. You know, all we see is them save a dog's life, which is good. You know, I'm glad the dog didn't die. But also, it's like... Okay. Okay, let's move on. Uh, But... (laughs) there were like some cute interactions between the detective boys that made the episode you know worth watching if you're a fan if you made it if you've already made it 183 episodes into the anime you might as well just watch it <laughs> you know you're not losing anything except for like 23 quick minutes and this doesn't really like uh demand your full attention it's not something you're madly thinking about so it's a very casual watch as far as conan goes so yeah i, I dug the episode So, uh, a a thumbs up, but not two thumbs up. It's fine. Maybe, like, a thumb, like, three quarters up. (laughs) (laughs) It's, like, it's better than not... It's not terrible. (laughs) The high praise.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to think of, like, what would be a worse episode. Oh, that... What was it? The... the the shopping cart, oh, what was it? No, the shopping extravaganza, most popular episode ever.
0: That episode was better than this. <laughs> that I'd episode
1: say. was worse
0: than this one. No. That episode taught no? us important things about Japanese culture. We learned about a a game show. We learned so much, and you had a little cute little kid that they saved. I'd rather he was them not. Save- cute the kid then save the dog
1: save the dog that looked like uh shoot what was his name john i <laughs> can't believe i forgot john's name
0: how can you forget john's name jeez all right so you know that was a good oh well, it was an episode <laughs> it, was, <long laughs> it was
1: three quarters of a thumbs up
0: and uh since we have some time to kill i'm actually gonna throw it back to the olden days and take a look at our analytics and see where people are listening from, Colin. Ooh, okay. We haven't done this in a while. Uh, shout out to Wellington. This is off the coast of Australia, so I'm not, I'm not even sure where that is. Is that still Australia? Or, I don't know. Uh, is that in, No. I don't know. I'm not great with locations, clearly. <laughs> Shout out what's, to Wellington. What's the landmass? What's the landmass to the right of uh, Australia, Colin? Is that New Zealand? New Zealand? Is, is that it? Let's look up to, the New Zealand. Wait, location. to the left or to the right? To the right.
1: Okay, yeah. I think it's New Zealand. Unless there's. Okay, something yeah, else it is.
0: Uh, Wellington, I believe, is the capital of New Zealand. The more you know. Let me control F to make sure. Yes, so it's the capital. See, I only know, like, uh, Oakland for my New Zealand cities. So shout out to our New Zealand listeners. We also have some Australian listeners in Sydney and Clayton. Uh, Shout out to them. Got some people in Singapore. Jakarta. Got some Japanese listeners. Apologies for my bad pronunciations in... Co- uh, not not of these cities, which I'm sure I'm totally nailing, but just whatever I have to say Japanese words, because I'm also... I'm pretty bad at those. Uh, so we have some listeners in uh, Nishimiya Hama, Sakatama, uh, Karatsu, and uh, hey, Seoul, South Korea. Got some people in India. Shout out to y'all. Jeddah where else uh shout out to casablanca Huh? Oh. you ever see that movie coming
1: i have once and a long time ago so i probably forgot a lot about it
0: oh so we got free bogart
1: some... though yeah there you go
0: <laughs> we're back in canada here white horse okay what what the hell happened in calgary we got, 106, we got 116 downloads in Calgary in the past week.
1: Just like so somebody, from one place, one person?
0: Well, we only have 107 episodes. <laughs> I mean, oh. maybe the bonus is... Uh, well, that's not counting the bonuses, so...
1: Yeah, okay, that's maybe for for sure.
0: So maybe somebody yeah. downloaded every single episode. Uh, apologies on the journey you're about to go on.
1: <laughs> but thank you for doing that. Yeah, get- I mean, downloading does not equate listening right so <laughs> we'll see
0: true uh so we got yonkers that's in new york vancouver that's also canada well Uh temecula Denver. we got so, six towns in denver oswego st louis springfield greenville ashburn cary north carolina oh what a what a fascinating thing and down in a uh, Do you have Central anyone in America? Antarctica? I wish. That'd be the dream. <laughs> down in the, Central the America. The two people there down there. We have a download in Guatemala City. So, good stuff. Nobody in Antarctica, sadly. But, we'll take that. And then finally, Colleen, I'm, in, I'm talking to Chris Pratt tomorrow. Do you want to guess where he oh. lives? <laughs>
1: really? Uh, Where does he live? He is a... Oh shoot. It's I'm always like hmm, I'm not sure if I should go to like the extreme coasts or should I stay somewhere in the middle. Let's go with uh let's go with uh LA as well. I'm always You're correct. Going with LA li- okay. just
0: they have bought a very expensive house. They bought a uh oh uh, well. I did have the information up. One second. They bought a fifteen point six million mansion. Him and uh, Catherine Schwarzenegger. So that's a lot of money. Yeah, nice and house, it's
1: a, a mansion, not an apartment complex.
0: Yeah, it's a legitimate mansion, and not <laughs> the apartment complex.
1: Well, I mean, we're, what we call a mansion in North America.
0: Five bedrooms, six baths, a modern infinity-edge swimming pool, pool house, home gym, wine cellar, and a parking garage with multiple spaces.
1: Well, I hope he uses all of those things.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Alright, there we go. So, very (laughs) exciting. I'll never, I'll never own anything this nice. Right. No,
1: but you own Detective Conan figurines,
0: which yeah, we talked I'm... about
1: last time. So go ahead and listen to that episode, everybody.
0: Yeah, I bump. Uh, yeah, so w- once more of those come in, uh, we'll talk about that too. So yeah, that'll do it for this episode. We've wasted enough time. So uh, we'll see you next <laughs> time. Goodbye.
1: Bye. And remember, one truth always prevails.